Wouldn't it be amazing if you could improve your lead quality just by making a few tiny little changes? In today's episode, I'm going to show you how. You're listening to Quantum Leap Your Coaching Sales, the podcast for high-ticket coaches who want to fill their programs with ideal clients. I'm Mariel Diaz, your host. You already have everything you need to succeed inside of you. And right now, I'm going to show you the way. Hey there, welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about a really common concern for high ticket coaches, which is lead quality. So this is something that I'm sure you probably spend a lot of time thinking about. I know I spend time thinking about this. I spend a lot of time speaking about this topic with my clients. So today we're going to go over a few strategies that you can implement to improve your lead quality. One of the first strategies is to remember that your leads are human beings. I know this seems so obvious. You may even wonder why am I pointing that out? And it's because it's really easy to get focused on the different metrics of our funnels and forget that when it comes right down to it, the leads, lead quality, so to speak, is actual human beings, okay? And the reason why I'm pointing this out is because the first step in improving lead quality is actually tuning into yourself and getting a sense of your own mindset and energy around leads, around drawing, living, breathing, amazing human beings into your business. So the very first tip is to just do a quick mindset check on this. Right. So if your mindset is compromised as it relates to lead generation, you're going to have some issues. Okay. Because what's happening in the external world is a pure and direct reflection of what is happening in your internal world. This is true in all things, it's true in life, and it's true in business. As it relates to leads, if you're spending a lot of mental, emotional energy, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, around perseverating, around lead quality, why it is a certain way, why it isn't a certain way, that is going to negatively impact what happens on your actual calendar and who shows up and whether or not people show up at all. So first order of business here is to do a quick mindset check-in with yourself. Check your own mental, emotional energy. What are you thinking and feeling about leads? How are you thinking and feeling currently about the quality of your leads? If you're wanting better quality leads, the first thing that needs to shift is how you're thinking about the process and who you're attracting and also how you're feeling about it. This is very important because our thoughts and our feelings function as magnets. So what you're thinking and feeling, both consciously and unconsciously, are drawing like magnets experience into your physical world. What you think and how you feel absolutely influences who is booking on your calendar. It is not the only thing that influences it, but it does have a very strong influence and it is the foundation for all of the other strategies that we're going to talk about here today. The second tip I have for you for how to improve your lead quality is to start qualifying your leads at the entry point to your funnel. So what I want you to do is go back through your Facebook ad, or if you're using YouTube advertising, your YouTube ad, and I want you to also go through your webinar. And I want you to look at what language are you using in your advertising and in your webinar funnel. So precision of energy and precision of language are both very important. One of the things I say all the time is that words 
are little tiny containers of energy. The words that you have in your advertising and in your webinar funnel are actually carrying an energetic transmission and they will draw in like magnets, people who are a vibrational match for the language and energy that you're using. And the same words will also repel certain types of people who are not a vibrational match. So to make this really concrete for you, what I want you to do is take a look through your advertising as well as through your webinar. And I want you to look at where am I using language that is indirectly drawing in the wrong fit client. One thing that I commonly see in the funnels of high ticket coaches is both in the advertising and especially in the webinar, oftentimes there's language that's meeting people in victim consciousness. So unless your high ticket program is attempting to draw in people who are in victim consciousness, which I don't believe that's the case for anybody that's listening to this podcast episode, and it's certainly not the case for any of my clients, unless you're trying to draw people in that are in victim consciousness, you want to remove all victim consciousness language from your advertising as well as from your webinar. It's more common that I see this sort of in a sneaky manner inside people's webinars. Uh, And part of that, I believe, is totally unconscious on the part of the person who created the webinar. And it's because that energy is being pulled out right now on an energetic level from the world. Part of the energetic shift that we're going through right now is really accepting and embracing our role as conscious co-creators of our realities, right? No one and nothing has power over you. There is actually no such thing as being a victim. And when we learn how to work our thoughts, our minds, our feelings, our energy, we can remove ourselves from the vibrational frequency of victim consciousness. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that challenging things don't happen. They do, right? But we do not have to choose to be a victim to circumstance. So in your advertising and in your webinar funnel, If you're using language that is drawing in people that are in a victim state, those people are A, probably not going to be great clients, even if they do make it all the way through your sales call and accept an offer. And B, I think aren't really the people that you're looking to work with, right? So improving lead quality starts with taking a look at your funnel, take a look at your advertising, take a look at your webinar and see where am I indirectly communicating using words and energy that are actually drawing in people that I don't wish to serve and then get curious and take a look at how can you make some subtle shifts This first tip that I have for you is the most time consuming, actually, out of all of the tips. So what I'm going to recommend is that you implement some of the other tips first and then come back to this one. The third tip that I have for you to improve your lead quality is to take a look at your application form. So if you're listening to this, chances are high that you already have an application form in place. If you don't have an application form for people to fill out prior to getting on a call with you, you'll want to create one, okay? Uh, But what I want you to do is if you have an existing application form, which should be most people listening to this, I want you to take a look at your application form and I want you to ask yourself what questions on this form are irrelevant, meaning they don't give you necessary information that you need to be able to determine whether or not someone is a good fit for the call and delete those questions. The second thing I want you to do 
is reflect back on the last three to five people that you've spoken with that weren't a good fit and you realized it maybe partway through the call. And I want you to ask yourself and I want you to write this down. What were the reasons why these people weren't a good fit? And I want you to make a list, just brain dump anything that comes to mind. And then I want you to ask yourself, are these things that I've seen before on previous sales calls? The chances are the answer to that question is going to be yes. And if so, then I want you to consider adding a question to your application that will help you to identify that before you get on the call with the person. Okay, so if people need to be at a particular point in their lives before they're appropriate to come into your program, before your coaching can be of utmost uh, benefit to them, then what you'll want to do is ask a question about that. For example, one of my clients, Erin, who's on a previous episode, she supports women who are divorced. And for her, she needs to have people that have already made the decision not to go back to the marriage. They've already filed for divorce. That part needs to be accomplished first before her coaching is appropriate for the person. So one of the questions that she has on her form relates to that. Okay, so that's a concrete example of what I'm speaking about. The other thing that I want you to do on your application form is I want you to add a question that asks, what are the biggest stressors that you're facing in your life right now? And for those of you with business offers, you can add a second question, which is what are the biggest stressors you are facing in your business right now? When you add these two questions, I want you to leave an open text box, which means do not limit the number of characters that somebody can write. These two questions related to stress that the person is experiencing will be very telling for you in terms of screening your calls and improving your lead quality. How people answer the biggest stressor question, both in life and in business, will tell you a lot about whether or not somebody is truly ready to engage in the type of coaching that you provide. Sometimes it's a great fit person but the coaching program might be coming at not quite the right time for them. So it may be that you still do the call to establish a connection and a relationship, but then you invite that person to rebook a full length call at a later date. Okay, so I want you to add some of these changes to your application form, right? So getting clear on what makes people not a good fit, noticing themes, adding some questions on related to those topics. Also add on questions about what are the biggest stressors that they're facing and be honest with yourself when you read those responses. If somebody is going through something that would prohibit them from engaging in your coaching program, then it's probably best to reschedule the call at a later date. And the other thing I want you to do to make sure your form doesn't get too long is remove any irrelevant questions. Remove questions that don't give you a really solid sense as to whether or not this is a good fit for your program in terms of taking the sales call. The fourth tip I have for you for how to improve your lead quality is to qualify right from the start of your sales call. So depending on the previous sales training that you may have had, you may have been taught to qualify at the end. What I teach is a two-part qualification process on the sales call. The first part is qualifying from the very first moment of the call, qualifying throughout, and then the next tip will have to do specifically with qualifying for your offer towards the end of the sales call. So I want you to remember 
that a sales call is a microcosm of the coaching container, should you choose to invite that person into your coaching container. And what that means is how somebody shows up on the sales call is how they're going to show up in your program. So it's very telling right from the start, just by the initial connection and rapport building, how the person feels about being on the call with you. So one way you can qualify right from the very beginning of your sales call is if you encounter somebody who seems preoccupied, who seems disinterested, who seems like they're going through the motions, you can ask them about this at the beginning of the call, right? So you might just mirror that back to the person after you do the initial connection building and ask them just quite simply, how are you feeling about being on this call today? And listen to what they have to say, right? It's very important to not make any assumptions, Right. Sometimes somebody may seem disengaged and something terrible happened to them earlier that day. I've actually had that happen on more than one sales call. Right. So we want to make sure we're not making any assumptions and ask the person, how are you feeling about having this call today? If the call is coming at a time that is not good for them, you are far better served rescheduling the call right at the beginning. Same thing goes if they're driving, uh, if they've unexpectedly been asked to babysit, if their puppy is sick, if they're distracted during the sales call, you're not going to be able to get very far with them. And even if you do make them an offer, it's highly likely that you're going to get tons of objections and that the person isn't going to have the mental emotional bandwidth to go through the process that's required to successfully engage in your program. So for those reasons, if the person is distracted, preoccupied, something has recently happened that makes it not a good time for the call, when you find that out at the beginning of the call, go ahead and reschedule. Now, if you find something out at the beginning of the call, let's say early on in the process where you're asking the potential client questions about the challenges that they're facing, if you find out something that's going to prevent them from being a good client, you want to just qualify them out right at the beginning. Save yourself the time and save them the time as well. So for example, if somebody has a life-threatening health condition going on and your offer is not a health offer that relates to that condition, for most people's offers, it's going to be best for them to get their health back in order first so that way they can successfully engage in your program and give your coaching the mental emotional energy it requires to actually implement and get results. So you want to qualify all the way throughout your sales call. Anytime you hear something that could be a potential barrier to enrollment, you want to at the very least make a note of it and circle back around to it by asking more questions. A really good indication of this on a sales call is if you're mentally preoccupied. If you're finding that you're thinking, oh gosh, I don't know if this person's going to be a good fit for A, B, or C reasons, you need to train yourself to say the things that you are thinking in your mind on the sales call, okay? Because that's not just incessant mental chatter that you're having. It's your own intuition kicking in, alerting you to what needs to be asked next. Part of the responsibility of doing coaching in this manner in a high ticket model is being very honest with people upfront on the sales call. If they have something going on that's going to keep them from getting the most out of the coaching matter of integrity, it is critically important that we alert them to that fact and we let them know that now may not be the right time because of whatever the reason is. It is not our place to make other people's choices for them. 
However, it is our place, our duty, our responsibility to educate potential clients regarding the circumstances that set them up for the most success in our programs. So you want to qualify all the way from the very first moment of the sales call and make sure that you interject and do little mini qualifications throughout when you hear things that could be problematic. And the fifth tip that I have for you today to improve your lead quality is to qualify before you make your offer. So at this point in the sales call, the potential client has already passed several mini qualifications throughout the course of your conversation. And before you make the offer into your program, it is very important that you qualify that person for participation in your coaching program. One of the common mistakes I see new clients make with this when I listen to their sales calls is they skip the qualifying part altogether. So depending on the previous training that you've had, some sales training programs, many sales training programs actually teach people to qualify their leads, qualify their prospects, as they call it in those programs, to make sure that they're going to be able to pay is essentially what it is. The way I teach qualifying at the end of the sales call is completely different. You're not qualifying them to see if they're going to be willing and able to pay. What you're doing is you're actually qualifying them based on whether or not they have great chances at succeeding in your program. So when the qualifying is done right, it feels amazing to you because you're bringing a high level of integrity into it. And it also feels amazing to the person that you're speaking with because they can feel that you genuinely care about them and that you care about their ability to get results in your program and that you also care very deeply about the work that you're doing because you care so much about your clients as a whole, their ability to get results in their work with you. So the way this is done is not by focusing on yourself and what you need for clients to meet tests they need to pass, what we're going to do is we're going to focus qualifying on the person, which means you are going to clearly communicate to the potential client the key traits that are necessary for success in your program. Now, these are going to be very specific. This is something that I help my clients with, but because I want us to have an anchor point for the conversation, I'm going to share a few of my own qualifying factors. When I'm on a sales call with somebody who wants to work with me, if we get to this point of the call, I let them know there are key traits of people who are successful in my program. And I want to make sure that you have these key traits, because if you don't have them, it's probably not going to be a good fit for us to work together. But if you do have these key traits, then I can feel a high level of certainty and confidence that you will be successful. So one of the key traits for myself and my own business with my own coaching is people must be willing to move out of their comfort zone. Quantum leaping is not for the faint of heart. I do my best to make the process as fun and exciting and loving as it possibly can be. And the honest truth is Quantum leaping has moments where it feels extraordinarily uncomfortable. So if somebody is committed to staying in their comfort zone, there's zero chance that they're going to do well with my work. In fact, 
If somebody is committed to staying in their comfort zone, they're going to have a lot of ego resistance to my work and it's not going to be fun for them and it won't be fun for me either. So that's one of the things I ask people about on my own sales calls. Are you willing and able to move outside of your comfort zone? And then I ask people to give me examples about that. I don't just take their yes or no at face value. Another thing that I ask my clients on my sales calls is, are you willing to enter into this coaching container, embracing the concept of beginner's mind? The reason why this is so important is because my work is really created for people who already have a high level of mastery and expertise. If people come into my coaching container saying things like, yeah, I already did that. Yeah, I already know that. I already learned that. It's their egos blocking them from getting the breakthrough to create the quantum leap, right? So I like to be really honest with people. It's my expectation that when people come into my program, that they will come in with beginner's mind, that they will be open, that they will be coachable, that they're going to let go of this idea. I've already done that. I'm already past that because that's not going to work inside of my program. If somebody comes with that mindset and that attitude, I can guarantee they won't get results. Another thing that I ask people about is their resiliency, their bounce factor, as my client Ginger calls it. So when people are coming in to work with me, they must be extraordinarily resilient human beings. Because again, quantum leaping is not for the faint of heart. So if someone is the kind of person that experiences a setback and just kind of crumbles into discouragement and can't orient their energy and their mindset to get up and try again, they won't get results with the work that I do, right? So I have to, on my own sales calls, be really clear that people pass the qualifying factors that set them up for success in my program. So those are three specific ones because I want to ground this for you in some specific examples. And what I'd like you to do is look at your own coaching, look at your own program, look at your own most successful clients. What traits do they have in common? And I want you to come up with a key list of traits that people need to have to succeed in your program. And when you're qualifying potential clients on your sales calls, I want you to be asking them about these qualifying factors. So I know some of you may be wondering with tips four and five, isn't it too late once they're already on the call with me to improve lead quality? The answer to that is no. So of course, it's not going to change the quality of the lead, the person that you're speaking with on that particular call. However, taking people through tip four and five, qualifying throughout the call, and then qualifying specifically for your offer before you make it absolutely will improve your lead quality. And this is how the clarity and the specificity of the qualification is going to work on the energetic plane to improve the overall quality of leads. What does that mean? What that means is you are transmitting a very clear and precise signal to source, spirit, God, the universe, whatever it is that you work with about the types of people that you are wanting to serve each and every time you take somebody through the qualification process, both throughout the entire call, as well as before you make your offer. So when you do this, 
you are absolutely improving your overall lead quality moving forward. And each time you do this on a sales call, you're sending a clearer, more specific transmission out to the universe. So now you have several different ways that you can improve your lead quality. And before we wrap up today, I just want to recap the ways you can improve your lead quality. The first is to have a mindset shift regarding your lead quality and lead generation. Second tip is to start qualifying your potential clients at the entry point of your funnel through your ads and your webinar. The third tip is to update your application form to more specifically qualify potential clients. The fourth tip is to qualify right from the beginning of the call throughout the entire call. And the fifth tip to improve your lead quality is to qualify towards the end of your sales call before you make your offer specifically based on the traits of your most successful clients and only make offers to people who possess these qualities of your most successful clients. That's how you're going to ensure that you give people the best chance possible to be successful in your program. And it's also how you're going to love your work and not ever feel like you're working. Because if you have happy clients who are getting results, they're going to be happy, you're going to be happy, and that's going to feed the energetic container of your business. Since this episode was filled with integration exercises, I'm going to ask that you go back and pick one of these tips to start with. Please do not implement all five at once. Pick one, start there. Once you're finished, come back, re-listen to the episode and pick the next tip to implement. Thanks so much for being here with me today. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Are you ready to enroll more perfect fit clients into your high ticket coaching program? If so, I'd love to invite you to book a free breakthrough call. On the call, we'll spend up to 45 minutes together, getting you clear on what has been holding you back from making more sales, as well as developing a plan together to help you to reach your goals. To book your call, go ahead and head on over to marieldiaz.com forward slash connect. We can't wait to talk with you soon.